Welcome in everybody to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and today we're going to continue our Fantasy Futures series talking about the hot button issues in fantasy football in 2023. And today we're going to talk about some quarterback who's probably going to the Hall of Fame, who is now wearing a different jersey for the first time in his career. And it's Aaron Rodgers and the Jets offense, because there's a lot of excitement. And rightfully so, when you look at the Jets year over year, this is a team that was one of the worst offenses in the NFL, but one of the better defenses in the NFL. And I know I'm sort of Oddly optimistic about them on the betting side, but I wanted to talk to Derek Brown, D-Bro, the King of Bros, and get the fantasy take because I know there's a lot of excitement when it comes to gangrene in 2023. So let's talk about it. I I know there's basically so much room for improvement here just by bringing in Aaron Rodgers when you look at a team that was already 29th in points per game last year. But how much of an impact can Aaron Rodgers really make on this offense and more specifically some of these players around him? Joe, I mean, I think if you're a Jets fan or you're any of these skill players, it's just automatic. (sighs) (laughs) Just good times, man. Just opening up the beer can, just loving life. (laughs) You just loving life, baby, because you know that the quarterback play you're going to get is better than what you got last year. And that's not saying much, but like you talked about, this was a bottom basement offense. You talked about the points per game. I mean, they were bottom 10 and basically everything we care about, total yards, EPA per play. And I think if you're looking at this, and and let's start with this, Joe. Garrett Wilson, the man that everybody's loving in fantasy and stuff. Like, I think that obviously this is a good thing for him, getting better quarterback play. But we think like everybody in fantasy is like, oh, he's got high-end wide receiver one outcomes. Like, that's what's going to happen. And it's not that I don't think that that can happen. It can't. But if you look at this offense, Joe, with Aaron Rodgers, Nathaniel Hackett, it's been slow as all get out. And at the rate that Garrett Wilson drew targets, which last year when he was a full-time wide receiver, 26% target percentage, unless this offense goes faster, which under Hackett and Rodgers team together, it's been bottom five, a neutral pace, then you're looking at a guy that, I mean, if we're projecting off of what he did in Green Bay as a volume perspective, you're looking at about 145 targets, probably, unless he gets that Devontae Adams type of target share, which is possible, but it, it it puts me a little bit lower than maybe consensus. Like, I think Garrett Wilson's a high-end wide receiver two versus maybe with low-end wide receiver one upside versus everybody else thinking that, oh, he's locked in, forget, top five, baby, let's go. I think that is where people are looking at potentially the big future of Garrett Wilson, though, is because... Although the pace of play for Nathaniel Hackett wasn't necessarily the highest, the funneling of so many of those targets to Devontae Adams was a huge deal. So I think people see that and they want to transpose it over to Garrett Wilson, which I get, you know, but he's already going as wide receiver 10 currently, uh, and he's the 17th player overall. So, you know, basically you've already paying the premium, I feel like, for Garrett Wilson. So I don't know if there's any value left on the board with him, but if you had to put a percentage on it, what do you think the percentage is that he could reach that Devontae Adams level stud productivity where he goes from a 10 to maybe number three or four overall wide receiver? Is that in the range of outcomes this year? I think it's in the range, Joe. I mean, because we're talking about talent profile, upgraded quarterback play. I, and we'll talk about some of these other wide receivers here in a second and how Wilson fits in with them. But 
I, I think it's a coin flip. And, and I think that is going to be lower than consensus. A lot of people look at him as he's locked into that, you know, like, and I'm not going to say like spicy ranks and stuff like that, but I've, I've seen people out there that got him as a top five wide receiver already trying to get above consensus. And I'm like, man, I just, I don't know about that. So I'll give him 50% on it. All right. Now, another piece that was brought over along with Aaron Rodgers was one of his old favorite targets, Alan Lazard. Uh, I don't know how much we want to take out of this. I know we're all looking for targets. We're all looking for guys who have you know history with certain quarterbacks. And Lazard has both of those potentially. I know he's not exactly a thrilling, exciting player, but in deeper formats, is Lazard somebody that is a steady wide receiver three or flex wide receiver in your opinion? Or is there just not enough in this offense potentially for him to really eat? I mean, after Garrett Wilson, who are we really worried about trying to soak up targets, Joe? Tyler Conklin's in the world. Corey Davis. Randall Cobb. No. So, I mean, I think Al Mazar will be the number two in this offense. And we can lean on some of the things from Rodgers in the past. Like you talked about it. The high value usage for Lazard last year, even though, yes, Christian Watson blew up was there. He was 12th in deep targets and red zone targets. And if you look at what Garrett Wilson did, and yes, again, we could talk to bad quarterback play in his rookie season, Al Lazard and Corey Davis were higher graded out as far as receiving grades deep down the field. Wilson was only 36 and he only secured 25% of his deep targets. So yes, again, like we could harken back to quarterback play, but Wilson might be the underneath guy to sit here and eat up zone coverage, produce yak and stuff like that. And it could be Al Lazard or, you know, hold my breath. Maybe Corey Davis is the field stretcher in this offense. And that's a part or piece of an offense that I want without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, let's not say crazy things like Corey Davis on this podcast. But when you do look at some <laughs> of these Jets players, it's a great opportunity to take advantage of some of the ADP on some of these Jets players in places like the DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest, which is going on right now. $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs. You can join the DraftKings Biggest Best Ball Contest today and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is finished. So enter the DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest and snake draft your team for the season. Each week, you'll automatically rack up points for all of your top scorers. No ads, drops, or trades. And teams with the most points by the end of the season will have a shot to take home that $1 million top prize. Head to the DraftKings app and sign up today with that promo code FANTASYPROS. You can remember that, right? One word, FANTASYPROS. And join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars. The code is FANTASYPROS only on DraftKings. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening let's talk about who could be a king of the backfield and that guy is Brees hall i know we got teased last year before the injury it was looking so good it felt so right and then everything went so wrong the question is can we learn to love again with Brees hall is the adp right now currently worth the investment considering the risk of guys we've seen not bounce back right away from the acl tears he is the rb11 he's the 29th player overall being selected is Brees hall a league winner or is Brees hall a guy that could really anchor your roster in the first few weeks of the season and keep you out of the playoffs i think Brees hall is a league winner joe i'll put that out there and 
Yes, is the ACL a concern? But everybody smarter people than I about injuries are not really that concerned about Brees Hall. This is not a J.K. Dobbins situation we're looking at here. So, yes, I'm going to invest in a player that not only showed us elite tackle-breaking ability, but also a three-down skill set last year, Joe. Like, he was second in yards per route run behind only Derrick Henry amongst running backs with 20 or more targets. And if you look at how running backs have been deployed with Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, this blew my mind, man. Aaron Jones in the three years with Hackett was fifth, fourth, and sixth in routes run on the perimeter. So we talked about Brees Hall, like startling efficiency in the passing game. That was kind of his bread and butter in college and what people wanted coming out. I think that that's what we're looking at. The absolute ceiling that gives him, yeah, he's RB10, but if he is healthy and health is not a concern, if he does come back from the ACL strong and that pass game utility is there, we're talking about a guy that has top three upside. Now, Aaron Rodgers, before we go, not really necessarily uh, a guy who made a lot of stars at the tight end position. That's really not how a lot of the offenses worked. I know Tyler Conklin is there and we all like Tyler Conklin as a player in the Minnesota days. A couple years ago, we were loving him as a streaming tight end. Do you think that there's room for Conklin in this offense or any other tight end to really be fantasy useful. I, I think there's room, Joe. I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way for Conklin, but if we're going to chase touchdowns and Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback to do that with 15 years as a green Bay starter, he's had at least 5% passing touchdown in 12 years, four times he's led the freaking league. So if we're chasing touchdowns and parts of, of what we think is going to be a good offense, two years with Hackett, Jimmy Graham was third in red zone targets on the team in 2019 Tunyon, we remember this huge outlier year from him. He was second in red zone targets on the team in 2020. So, yeah, I think I'm fine with people taking Tyler Conklin shots, especially if you're just streaming the tight end position or in these larger best ball tournaments. I'll go a little further down the, the, the house here and knock on the door of Jeremy Ruckert. I think that if you're in those large field tournaments, like you're playing on FFPC, you're playing in other formats. I think Jeremy Ruckert's a guy that if in large field, uh, capacities i'll take some shots on as well one last question and this might be the big meta question of them all aaron uh -oh. Rodgers showed some decline in the passing yards last year decline two years in a row in qb rating uh decline in passer rating is so much of that decline basically all of the turnover and the youth that was on the green bay packers and maybe the fraying uh, of that relationship where everything just sort of went negative. And are we really going to get the rebirth Aaron Rodgers, who looks more like the guy we saw a couple years ago, or is all of this just part of the aging process and are the jets offense fans, everybody just setting themselves up for potential disappointment. I think Aaron Rodgers can still be productive. Cause if you look at deeper metrics too, Joe, he was 10th in PFF passing grade last year, fourth in big time throw rate. I think that the, Maybe not the tip-top MVP. Woo, my Lord. Aaron Rodgers is probably still there, but he's still a top-12 quarterback in the NFL. And in that case, I think Jets fans will be happy. All right. We'll see at the end of the day if Jet fans are happy. I hope so, because I got money on them to win the East. I know it sounds crazy, but I think that defense can really do it. I believe in the defense. Yes, sir. 
Dare I say I believe in Aaron Rodgers? That is a, that's a story too long for a microcast. But in the meantime, <laughs> make sure you go out there and play some best ball over on DraftKings and use that promo code FANTASYPROS when you sign up today. Get that $1 million top prize in the big best ball contest on DK. And again, make sure you subscribe to Fantasy Pros Pod wherever you get your pods and make sure you check out the YouTube channel as well. Subscribe there, click that little bell to let goes ding for notifications and join us for all the amazing content on our YouTube channel. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For D-Bro, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros.